Just a quick heads up that I am currently on maternity leave, which means that the Fertility Co podcast is taking a break. But please don't panic because I'm already working on some exciting things behind the scenes. And when I come back, I'm really looking forward to sharing with you a brand new, completely free mini course all about ovulation and finding your fertile window. In the meantime, there are still heaps of ways that you can continue to learn about your fertility and your menstrual cycle while I take a break. If you're just getting started with charting your cycle, you can check out my free fertility roadmap. If you want to dive deeper and learn exactly when you're ovulating, then you can watch my Fix Your Fertility Masterclass. There is, of course, also my Conceive with Confidence workshop series and, of course, my flagship online program, Fertility School. If you want individualized support from a trained fertility educator, that's me, then you can book in to my wait list for a one-on-one consult. And I would love to work with you to achieve your fertility goals in 2024. Spots are strictly limited though. And links to all of those resources are in the show notes. In this episode, we're talking about the five things that every woman needs to know about her pelvic floor. I'm Rachel and I'm obsessed with all things periods, pregnancy, pelvic floor and helping women just like you to navigate all of life's major milestones. I'm a physiotherapist and natural fertility educator and my passion is teaching women how to take control of their health. Fertility, pregnancy, nutrition and menstrual cycle health, we'll dive deep into all of it right here. All those questions you've been secretly Googling, all those things you're too embarrassed to ask your doctor because, well, we're women. Shouldn't we just know this stuff? So get comfy and get ready to finally have all of your questions answered. Hit subscribe now and let me teach you what they never taught us in health class. You're listening to the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. Want a sneak peek into the ultimate guide to your menstrual cycle? Let me walk you through everything you need to know about your period, what happens for the rest of the month, and why your fertility matters no matter what season of life you're in right now. To download your free chapter of the Mana Guide to Understanding and Loving Your Menstrual Cycle, head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash free book. Hi there, and welcome to episode three of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, and today I am so excited to be talking to you about what is really the bread and butter of any physiotherapist that works in women's health. Now, be honest, how often do you do your pelvic floor exercises? Every day? When you remember? Never? In this episode, I'm breaking down the five things that every woman should know about her pelvic floor, even if you've never had a baby. Now, maybe you've tuned into this episode because you already suspect there's a problem down there that needs fixing. Or maybe you know that the pelvic floor is kind of important, but you honestly have no idea what it is, let alone how to do these pelvic floor exercises that everyone keeps talking about. You are in the right place, and let me break it all down for you right now. But first, if you want to know more about your pelvic floor and if you should be giving it a little extra TLC, I have a free pelvic floor quiz that you can take and get your answer in under five minutes. Now you can head to manawomenswellness.com forward slash three for today's show notes and a direct link to your pelvic floor quiz. Now, 
Number one, the most important thing that you need to know about the pelvic floor is that you actually need to know what it is. Now, I think a lot of women kind of sort of know what it is. Well, they know where it is and they blame it when they pee a little bit every time they sneeze. But do you know what it really is? The pelvic floor is a group of muscles and ligaments that stretch like a hammock from your pubic bone at the front of your pelvis, your tailbone at the back of your pelvis, and the base of your pelvis to support the pelvic organs. So they're your bladder, your uterus, and your bowel. Now, the openings of these pelvic organs, the urethra for the bladder, the vagina for the uterus, and the anus for the bowel, pass through the pelvic floor. And when the pelvic floor is strong, it squeezes these openings closed and allows you to hold on until you're able to get to a toilet. The pelvic floor also supports the pelvic organs to prevent problems such as prolapse, where your bladder, bowel or uterus can actually slip down into your vagina. So now that you know what makes up the pelvic floor, you can kind of understand what it does. So let me break it down for you because the pelvic floor does a lot. Now, we've already talked about how the pelvic floor supports the pelvic organs and keeps them in the right place. It also keeps the openings closed to prevent leaking, and this is especially important during times when the pressure inside the abdomen increases, such as when we laugh, cough, sneeze, or during exercise or running. It helps us to have healthy bladder function so that we don't have to rush to get to the toilet and so that we can hold on to our urine when our bladder fills up and we're not rushing to the toilet every 10 minutes. The pelvic floor also helps to maintain the correct angle of the rectum and the anus, and this helps with fecal continence. So it helps us to hold on to our poo until we can get to a toilet. This angle between the rectum and the anus also helps us to empty our bowels without having to strain and grit our teeth and not work too hard to empty our bowels. The pelvic floor muscles obviously support the vagina, and so they play a huge role in our sexual function, sexual arousal, and a healthy pelvic floor actually makes sex enjoyable and pain-free. Finally, the pelvic floor makes up part of the core. Now, if you've ever done Pilates or yoga, you might have heard of the core. It's the deep muscles that support and stabilize your spine and pelvis, and the pelvic floor muscles make up a key part of the core. So if you're activating your core, you're working your pelvic floor. And both muscle groups really need to be strong in order to have a healthy core and pelvic floor. Which leads us to number three of the things you need to know about your pelvic floor. How to know if your pelvic floor is strong and working well, or how to know if it's showing signs of weakness or dysfunction. Now, listening to what I've said so far, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, that's not me. I think there's something wrong with my pelvic floor. And let's face it, you might be listening to this episode because there's a good chance that you already suspect that something may not be quite right down there. And let me just say to you, well done, you're here, you're listening to this episode of the podcast and you've already shown that you're ready to take control of your health and do something about your pelvic floor symptoms that you might be experiencing. And let's be really clear here, leaking is just one of a lot of common symptoms of pelvic floor weakness and dysfunction, but there are actually lots of symptoms of weakness. And even if you don't have any symptoms like leaking at the moment, if you don't look after your pelvic floor, you could get these symptoms over time and they will most likely continue to get worse until you actually do something about it. 
So let me go through some of the most common signs of pelvic floor weakness. Leaking urine when coughing, sneezing, laughing, or during exercise, especially running or jumping. Sudden urge to rush to the toilet or not actually making it in time. Frequently needing to go into the toilet. So always needing to go more often than you would say is normal and something that's really starting to bother you. Any difficulty emptying your bladder or bowel uncontrollably breaking wind from the anus or the vagina during activities such as bending over or lifting, any sort of reduced sensation in the vagina, even a backache, tampons or menstrual cups that dislodge or fall out, any swelling around the opening of the vagina, a sensation of heaviness, bulging or dragging around the vagina, pain during sex or poor sensation or loss of bladder control during sex. So they are all signs of potential pelvic floor dysfunction. So if any of those symptoms that I've listed above um, have hit a nerve with you, we might be onto something here. So what do we do about it? And so number four on my list, how to activate your pelvic floor properly. And trust me, if nobody's ever taught you this, you've kind of figured out for yourself that it's a bit of a squeeze and that's all there is to it. Sorry, but chances are you're probably doing it wrong. And so right now, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'm going to teach you how to activate your pelvic floor. But before I do that, I do have to be really clear about something. So right now I'm talking to you through a microphone. I'm a physiotherapist, but I'm not your physiotherapist. I don't know you. I don't know your unique circumstances or your needs. I don't know if you've recently had a baby, if you're in your 20s, or if you're going through menopause. So it's really important that you do go and see a women's health physio and get your pelvic floor checked. So even if you only go once, it is a really good idea just to check that you're activating your pelvic floor correctly. Or if you feel absolutely nothing down there, I would encourage you to go and get checked. A pelvic floor contraction is a squeeze and a lift. So if you're not squeezing and lifting, if you're bearing down instead, there is a chance that you could be doing more harm than good by doing these exercises incorrectly. It's also really important to keep in mind that if you start doing these exercises more regularly and you notice that your symptoms are getting worse and not better, stop and please consult a women's health physio. Okay, now that I've got the disclaimer out of the way, let's do this. So I want you to find a comfortable position where you can completely relax. Sit or lie down with your knees bent up. Lie on your side, whatever's the most comfortable for you. And I want you to be able to relax your thighs, your butt, and your stomach muscles. Now, if you're driving right now, I want you to hit pause or I want you to take note of where you are in the podcast right now. And I want you to come back to this later when you have the opportunity to completely relax. It's really important that you're paying full attention to this when you're figuring it out for the first time. Now, what I want you to do is lift and squeeze the ring of muscles around your anus and vagina as though you were trying to hold in a fart or trying to stop the flow of urine midstream. You should feel a tightening on the inside around your vagina and anus. You shouldn't move your legs. You shouldn't squeeze your bum. You want to stay relaxed and keep breathing. Now, I was actually teaching someone how to do a pelvic floor contraction recently, and I went through all of the explanation and she didn't quite get it. And all of a sudden that light bulb went off and she looked at me and said, so I'm squeezing my butthole. 
And I said, yes, you're squeezing your butthole. So if that works for you, squeeze your butthole. Try and squeeze your vagina as well. The important thing here is the squeeze and lift, right? So stay relaxed, keep breathing. To check if you're using the correct muscles, you can try this exercise when you're next going to the toilet. So try to momentarily stop the stream of urine and then start again. Now, please don't do this too often as it can affect the way your bladder empties if you get really obsessive about it. So do this no more than once a week until you're really confident that you're actually squeezing and lifting the muscle correctly and not bearing down. This is really to make sure that you're not doing that bearing down movement, which can make pelvic floor symptoms worse. Now, during all types of pelvic floor exercises, you should be able to feel your pelvic floor muscles lift up inside of you rather than any kind of downward movement. That's that bearing down that I was talking about. You should also be able to relax your thighs and your bum. It's really normal that these muscles around our hips and our bum tighten and work really hard when we're trying to figure out how to do our pelvic floor contractions because our body doesn't really know what it's doing yet. So it's important to keep them relaxed so that we're not using every other muscle under the sun except for the pelvic floor muscles that we're actually trying to strengthen. So when you're doing your pelvic floor exercises, keep breathing. I've said this so many times already, but it's really important that you keep breathing normally during your exercises. And also make sure that you stop the exercise if your muscles really start to fatigue. So initially you might aim to hold the contraction for three seconds. That might be enough. And then build up to 10 seconds. And then you might want to repeat this three times a day. So what I really like to encourage is that you don't do it when you're sitting at the traffic lights because you're not really giving it your proper attention. Even if you only do it twice a day, do it when you're in bed, first thing in the morning when you wake up, and then do it again at night before you go to bed. It's important that you just spend quality time really focusing on what you're doing. Because if you make a little half-assed attempt at the traffic lights, you're not really getting the full benefits. And so number five, I've already stressed the importance of this, but you really, you should consult a women's health physio for a pelvic floor assessment just to make sure that you're doing this exercise correctly. Now, this is particularly important if you can't feel anything moving down there when you try to do this. You cannot feel your muscles contracting or relaxing. If you can't feel that definite lift and squeeze, it's worth getting those muscles checked out. If you feel any kind of downward pressure on your pelvic floor during or after doing these exercises, it's also really important that you get checked out as there could be something going on down there. Now, I want you to practice this exercise every day for the rest of your life, basically. (laughs) And over the next few weeks, as you're figuring out how to do this for the first time, I really want you to pay attention. So I want you to feel like your, if you feel like your muscle strength is not improving, if you can't increase the time or the number of contractions, then it is really worth seeing a physio. Remember, that's over the next couple of weeks, not in the next 24 hours. This is, is definitely an area that takes time. Now, if you see no improvement in your bladder bladder or bowel symptoms after three weeks of doing regular exercises, it's worth getting checked out. It's also worth seeing a physio if your symptoms are getting worse or if you're experiencing any back or pelvic pain. Please go and get an assessment. This is something you might only need to address once, but if you don't address it and you do have these underlying issues going on, things can get worse. 
So in addition to strengthening and exercising your pelvic floor, I want to throw in a few different ways that you can protect your pelvic floor. And one of the main ones is to avoid constipation and straining with bowel movements. So if you're really having to fight to get your poo out, you're constipated. Let's put it that simply. So I want you to boost the amount of fiber in your diet. So drink your Metamucil, sprinkle some psyllium husk on your wheat bix. Fiber means that less water is pulled out of your stools as they're passing through your digestive system. And this means that at the other end, they're easier to push out. And an added bonus for you, not straining will prevent you getting hemorrhoids. So you're welcome on that front too. Now, other things you can do to protect your pelvic floor, you can avoid heavy lifting. So whether that's at the gym or at work, avoid those really heavy loads. If you want to protect your pelvic floor. I know this is easier said than done, but avoid excessive coughing. So avoid those triggers for coughing. So if you smoke, stop. If you have asthma, control it with medication, anything to avoid that extra downward pressure on your pelvic floor. Another way to protect your pelvic floor is to avoid gaining too much weight. So any extra weight that you have on your body means extra weight pushing down on your pelvic floor. Every time you cough, sneeze, or lift something heavy, I want you to remember to tighten your pelvic floor muscles. Now, you can do other gentle, regular exercise, such as walking, which is obviously really good for your pelvic floor versus running. And if you're leaking, it's really important to avoid those high intensity and high impact exercises, such as running and lifting really heavy weights. Now, you can progress your pelvic floor exercises by doing them in different positions throughout the day. And you can learn a little bit more about the different types of pelvic floor exercises in my free pelvic floor boot camp. And this is where we cover some specific exercises to really focus on improving the strength and in the endurance of your pelvic floor muscles. Now, today is just a taster. Today, I've talked a little bit about how to find your pelvic floor muscles and how to wake them up if they've been sleeping. Now, the pelvic floor bootcamp is all about working them. So don't panic though. It's an educational bootcamp where I lead you through three days of pelvic floor education and how to strengthen your pelvic floor muscles properly. No fitness required, I promise. So if you want to learn more, if you want to join the Pelvic Floor Bootcamp, you can head over to manawomenswellness.com forward slash bootcamp. Or as I mentioned earlier in the episode, you can grab your free pelvic floor quiz as well. And I'll put a link to that in today's show notes and on the blog. Okay, so... I hope that you've been sitting there squeezing and lifting while you listen to me talk. And I'm sure that you've noticed that I really, really like to talk about the pelvic floor. I could talk about the pelvic floor all day long. And that's because it's so, so important for your health and for your confidence. And I know that leaking and pain and dysfunction can have a huge, huge effect on a woman's life and how she spends her time and ultimately how she goes about her day. And I think that too many women think that these symptoms are just normal and something that they have to put up with. But I really don't stand for that. Yes, it's really common, but it's not normal. So let's do something about it now, right? Okay. That was a heavy episode, but we made it. So today 
we talked about what the pelvic floor actually is and why it's so damn important. Let's recap. We also talked about some of the really different important jobs that the pelvic floor has. And we also talked about the signs of pelvic floor weakness and dysfunction and how to know that there's actually something wrong down there. And finally, we practiced activating our pelvic floor. We woke it up and we talked about how to create a new daily exercise habit. Now, don't forget, if you want to know if you should be giving your pelvic floor a little extra TLC, I have that free pelvic floor quiz that you can take and get your answer in under five minutes. And it lists some of the really common symptoms of weakness and dysfunction and a few other things in there as well that you can take the quiz, answer yes and no, and you'll get your answer about whether or not you might need to be addressing a little bit more when it comes to your pelvic floor. So you can head to minorwomenswellness.com forward slash three for today's show notes and a direct link to your free pelvic floor quiz. Now, if you've been listening in real time, this episode wrapped up launch week of this brand new podcast, the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. So if you're in full Netflix binge mode right now, I really want to say thank you so much for joining me. And if you learned something or found value in today's episode, I would love to hear from you. So please shoot me a DM on Instagram, post on your stories, let me know what you learned and what you want me to talk about next. This podcast is for you and only you. And so I want to talk about the things that most important to you. Now, I will see you in next week's episode where we are talking fertility superfoods. In fact, we are talking my all-time top five favorite foods for boosting your fertility naturally and for making sure you're getting all of the essential nutrients when you're preparing for pregnancy. Okay, bye for now. And don't forget that knowledge is power. When you truly understand your body, you are empowered to make informed decisions and take control of your health. Have a wonderful rest of the day, whatever it is that you're doing, and I will see you soon. If you've made it this far, you deserve a huge virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Mana Women's Wellness Podcast. New episodes are released every Wednesday, so make sure you hit subscribe now so you don't miss when the latest goes live. Why not make my day and leave me a quick rating and review while you're over there? If you want more, head on over to Instagram at Mana Women's Wellness, slide into my DMs and say hello, or you can visit manawomenswellness.com forward slash podcast for show notes and access to all of the freebies that I talked about in this episode. Until next time. Let's talk about TempDrop. TempDrop's wearable sensor and accompanying charting app brings the full fertility tracking solution right to your phone. Wear the TempDrop sensor on your upper arm during sleep and then just sync to the charting app whenever it's convenient for you. TempDrop believes that every woman should be empowered and equipped with the knowledge to take control of their body. Sound familiar? That's where TempDrop steps in to provide clear, science-backed technology to help you to better track your cycle. I only recommend products that I use and love, and I love my TempDrop tracker. You can get 10% off your tracker with the code AFFertilityCo or head to fertilityco.com.au forward slash TempDrop for more information.